Now I am joined by Mr. Bill Curry, a former NFL offensive lineman from 1965 to 1974, who also was a college football head coach at Alabama, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, and Georgia State. He was an SEC champion as a head coach, and as a player was a two-time NFL champion and a two-time Super Bowl winner. He also worked as an analyst at ESPN and has been working with young people for decades. And Mr. Curry, my first question for you, you were in a leadership position in the NFLPA. I was wondering what you thought about some contract holdouts like some of those that we've seen this summer with guys like Julio Jones and most recently Khalil Mack. Contract holdouts have been a reality in pro sports for as long as there have been pro sports. Um, the amounts of money, of course, are staggering now. <laughs> they don't resemble the amounts that some of our guys held out for. But um, as long as there are contracts between athletes and organizations, there will be athletes who uh, withhold their services until they get paid what they think they're worth. I think there is a moral and a, and a legal and ethical question when it comes to a contract that you're already committed to, let's say you've promised uh, to, uh, to fulfill a five-year contract and you've only fulfilled two of those years and you want to renegotiate, I think that there's an ethical question as to whether that is uh, something that, that the law should allow. But that's what the guys do, and uh, it's not new, and, it's, and Julio is not the first one to do it uh, here with the Falcons. Uh, it happens all over the league. Uh, Khalil Mack, as you mentioned, Luke, uh, also did the same thing and uh, ended up getting, I, I presume he got what he wanted. I guess he wanted to be traded from Oakland, um, but I don't know him, and, and I don't know what his motives might be. But he's also getting paid, uh, again, a staggering amount of money. These guys uh, are making money now that would have, allowed them to be able to purchase an NFL franchise just a few years ago. So the game has changed. It certainly has passed me by, but those are some of my thoughts. Also, I was wondering what you thought about the new NFL helmet rule, and I was wondering if you thought it was a good move, and does it make sense to you with the way the nature of the game is and the way some of the calls have gone this preseason? Well, the answer, my answer is mixed. I think it's a good rule. Absolutely. I think it's saving lives. I think the, the uh, concussion protocol is saving lives, whereas we used to be sent back on the field right after a concussion. Now, if you get a concussion and your baseline vital signs, meaning your pulse and your EKG and all that, so the, the measurements of the brain, if they don't match your baseline, then you can't play. You may stay out for weeks while your brain recovers. Well, that's wonderful. That saves people's lives. Uh, what is terrible, in my opinion, is the fact that the officials hadn't figured out how to call it yet. <laughs> I mean, what is a tackle? I've seen perfectly legitimate tackles strictly with the shoulder. The head was not in there. The top of the head was not used to target, and it was flagged. And then I've seen a quarterback get hit right in the face with the top of a lineman's head gear, and the official doesn't flag it. So... I think uh, that the guys that are that are on the field doing the officiating need a lot of work in practicing, even if it's just watching films and tapes, 
and I'm sure they'll be reviewed and they'll have to watch themselves make these mistakes. But I've seen some horrific blunders in the exhibition season and in this young college season already. And um, I presume that's what you're talking about, Luke. Yes, sir, it is. They've got work to do, don't they? (laughs) Yes, sir, I would definitely agree with you. The next thing I had was the covering the Atlanta Falcons. One big game we've got coming up this Thursday in week one of the NFL season. Atlanta Falcons versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I was wondering what you thought about the matchup between those two teams and if you had a prediction that you could give on the game. Well, I'm not a good guy to ask about a prediction because I have become, um, if you're a football person, you, you're, you find yourself drawn to teams that play their hearts out. And this Falcon team plays its heart out. They play hard every week, and they're not perfect, and they make, they make mistakes like all human beings. But the last two seasons, they have played football the way I think you're supposed to play it. Um, and uh, some of their individual players like Dion and Julio, uh, Matt Ryan, guys like that um, are, are outstanding leaders in addition to being great players. So I have uh, become a Falcon fan. <laughs> You'd think I'd pull for, for some of the teams that I played for, but there's so many of those. We do pull for the Packers just because Green Bay was so good to us uh, when I went back up there to coach, especially after I played. But um, but our team is the Falcons, and my prediction is the Falcons will get even for what happened last year in the playoffs. And this time, if Julio gets a chance to make a big catch, I believe he'll catch it. Another thing I was wondering now with today's league, who are some of your favorite guys? I know you mentioned a couple of Falcons you enjoy watching, but who are some of your favorite guys on any team in the NFL currently that you like to watch, and why do you like to watch them? Well, I, I usually have, uh, and I don't even do this consciously. I don't intentionally watch. The only people I really follow uh, right now are the Falcons and the Packers. If I happen to see some other teams and somebody plays particularly well, then I'm impressed. Um, there's a little running back for the Bears named Cohen, that, um, and I believe that's his name. I only saw him play a couple of times last year, but he's a great player. He reminds me of Walter Payton, and it's not just because of the uniform. Um, I, um, I really um, enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers, the way he can – when, when he's healthy and he can move, he can use his mobility to just absolutely prolong plays so that the defense can't possibly deal with him. And then he's got this knack of um, being able to throw the Hail Mary so that his guy can catch it. Now, whether or not that's going to hold up uh, as time progresses, because there's a lot of luck involved in that, but you can't help but like Aaron Rodgers. And like I said, I like Matt Ryan. I like Deion Jones. I like Julio. And, and I like Mac, the center. Naturally, I watch the centers all over the league, and I'm amazed at, uh, at how um, Mac handles himself. So those are some of the guys I noticed. And you mentioned Alex Mack there. What are some of the things that he does that makes him so different, just coming from a guy that played the position in the league? Well, I was a midget. I was always the smallest lineman on, on my team, and uh, Alex Mack is not the biggest guy out there, but he is close to 300 pounds and I was more like 235 and I wouldn't survive in today's game. I'd be a water boy in today's game. I'd have to bulk up. I'd have to get to the size that Alex is. But here's what he can do that I could never do. 
sometimes these uh, monster nose guards can line up right on your nose. You can't get down and get your pad level with them because you've got to stay in a snapping posture so that you're up your shoulders. Your legs are, are bent, but your shoulders are higher than the defender. The defender can butt you in the chin on the top of his headgear and stand you up. And then he can control you, and he can control the whole middle of the line. What Mac does that is amazing to me, uh, a 320-pound nose guard sticks him like that. Mac keeps his control, does not get knocked two yards deep in the backfield, bends his knees, and actually out-muscles the nose guard and turns him so that there's a place for the ball carrier to run. And that is just almost impossible to do. That takes great dexterity, great strength, and a whole lot of athletic ability. And it never is appreciated as much as it should be, except by other centers. But I really appreciate it. And when I see him do that, I just just have to kind of smile. Well, Mr. Curry, thank you so much for your time, and thank you for coming on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. Keep up the good work, Lou. Thank you.